Extreme Anime Radio. Welcome to the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast. Now streaming at twitch.tv slash extreme anime radio. With podcasts powered by Anchor at anchor.fm slash anime radio. Please note that our live shows are available to view on Twitch for a limited time. However, portions of the audio recordings may be edited prior to podcast release. The views and opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect the Extreme Anime Radio podcast in general. We appreciate your understanding and thank you for your support. city in the world and uh, the other side of the border broadcasting to fans of anime and Japanese culture all around the world welcome again to the one and only extreme anime radio podcast I'm JR and he's Nef Canuck hello sir how you doing good evening well it's Wednesday night I'm still upright I'm still breathing it's all good <laughs> and we have uh, a little squiggly line that we have to talk about there in the corner uh, in just a moment, but I'll remind everybody as we start that as per usual, the Extreme Anime Radio podcast is available on Anchor at anchor.fm forward slash anime radio and a variety of podcasting platforms. Just search for the Extreme Anime Radio podcast and don't forget you can catch all of our antics live and in person on Twitch as we're doing right now at twitch.tv forward slash extreme anime radio. Now we have to give credit because Anchor is responsible for allowing us to bring the podcast to all of our listeners, and we've been affiliated with them for over a year. We do appreciate their support, but if I could be a little bit direct, Neff, um, mm. this logo over here, you see that logo in the corner? Next oh, you to mean the... that, squiggly, that squiggly line? Yes. It looks like, you know, it was drawn, drawn by a drunk Reese's monkey. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I see it. I see that logo. That is apparently the new logo for Anchor. They've got, they've gone through a rebranding as of this week. As I said to you off air, this will be an anchor for their brand, and I mean the type that sends you to the bottom of you know the sea. <laughs> 
Again, we do appreciate Anchor for their support, and we do a lot of their um, listener support financially through them as well. So we really shouldn't be picking a bone with them too much, but their new logo has eh, a little bit of a head-scratcher, I guess. As I said, it, it it's simple, but it doesn't really link to the product. Right. Unless you're thinking, unless you're thinking this is a sound wave, mm-hmm. that that might be what you're going for. But the way it looks, I'm like going, well, it's a sound wave. If you look at it, funny. Hmm. Speaking of sound, uh, yes, a uh, few interesting things have come across uh, YouTube verse uh, lately, Neff, including uh, the opening theme song for a very, very popular anime series that you and I certainly grew up with. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been given a bit of an animal twist of sorts. I would say a makeover. <laughs> That it might not be perfect, but it's not catty. Mm. Actually, it is actually catty. It is catty, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, Cruel Angel's Thesis, the Evangelion theme song, or Zankoku no Tesis, has been revamped by the original singer in nya 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 language. And they do the entire TV edit of that song with the visuals to go with it, redrawn as cats. And I don't know about you, but I don't think I needed to see a bearded cat with glasses glaring at me like Gendo Ikari. It just, no, whoa. I haven't drunk enough to be watching that. Or a cat with orange hair and ponytails or short blue hair, right? Well, that, that the short blue hair kind of sort of works in a way. Hmm. <laughs> but, uh, but yes, just remind me, Evangelion's coming out with like another uh, reboot or something. Uh, I, I've lost Well, track. the fourth movie has been you know delayed again Mm. i mean at this point it's going to be evangelion 3.0.1 billion and five yes knock 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 is anybody out there (laughs) god nobody will be around (laughs) to watch it is that your point pretty much i mean only the cockroaches will be around by then (laughs) (laughs) well um other changes that are going on besides uh, new logos and uh, new themes, uh, new chairs. You can't see the chair that I'm sitting in right now because uh, of the, especially because of the X split uh, software that I have going on over here. But uh, do they have Eva COVID versions? Flax, come on. Oh. We wanted to get through one show without referring to that thing, okay? <laughs> exactly. But no, um, this chair that I'm sitting in right now has been serving Extreme Anime Radio, or at least me, well w- during my direct interactions with the station since I took over the station 10-plus r- years ago. Um, it is a leftover from my mother's job, so it's at least 20 years old. It has a low back, 
and uh, it's very hard to boost the seat up and down. So that is finally going to change. I have a new chair on the way. And uh, if you look in uh, the Twitch chat right now, I've posted a link to that chair, which is apparently on sale at Staples. And my parents were like, uh, we were going to get you a printer for Christmas, but uh, there's still a shortage of printers because of COVID. So can we work something out and get this out of the way? So we agreed on a new chair. Oh, hey, you know, speaking, oh God, speaking of printers, one of my coworkers needed a printer. Mm -hmm. So of course they rely on me to order and send it and all that baloney. Right. Now I get the joy because this printer has a driver disc. Mm -hmm. Their computer has no disc drive. <laughs> So I have to talk them through over Zoom, installing the driver software, and then connecting the wireless printer to the network. Really? By the time I'm done, it's going to be four hours later, and I will be drinking every drop of alcohol I have left in the house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because this person and technology go as well together as nitroglycerin. Boom. Oh, In other no. words. Oh, yeah. no. Well, mm -hmm. uh, but, uh, but yeah, again, uh, the printer that I was looking for for my house, uh, you know, again, still hard because it's a bit rough uh, getting uh, printers manufactured these days and a lot of stuff for that matter. Just uh, still the after effects of the COVID vaccine or the COVID uh, virus, I should say, not the vaccine. But um, but yeah, so I chose this chair. It should be arriving tomorrow. I had the option, I guess, of the chairs that Staples had on sale. Um, this one that you see here and another one, which was about 20 or $30 more expensive. Uh, it had lumbar support and an upper back pillow. But the trade-off is you see the padded arms in the photo that you see. They're more like rigid arms in that little more expensive model. So I'm like, Ooh. maybe given my, given my circumstances and the fact that I probably, I don't know how long or how often I'm going to be sitting in this new chair, I'll just take the, the model that you see right there. Thank you very much. Yeah, padded arms, believe me, um, because I work from home, padded arms are a godsend, mm. okay? Because if you're sitting at a, at a computer for seven hours and you're, you've got your elbows on, like, sharp plastic, like, with no give, mm. by the end of that seven hours, your elbows are going, hey, stupid. <laughs> I uh, Actually, I'm trying to see uh, – oh, yes – I have the link right here. So once again, in Twitch, uh, this is the link to the chair, the other option. And you'll see the difference right there once you look at it. You see okay, that you no. got two pillows on the backing there. One for the, like the upper back or the, you know, towards the head. Mm. Or maybe the neck and one for the lumbar. But then look at the arms. Oh, yeah, that's just... Ugh. And that's actually more expensive. 
Well, it looks like you're paying for the pillows. <laughs> exactly. But uh, so that will be coming tomorrow. So at the very least, there will be no stream tomorrow. But uh, we'll probably be looking into maybe another stream before Monday. The big day is Monday, at least for us, Neff. Uh, Extreme Anime Radio will celebrate 20 years since uh, one guy named Michael Morris in Texas founded something called Keiichi Net Radio. And uh, it's just taken off from there. I mean, from a small, small place and a grand idea Mm -hmm. to where we are today. Definitely. Um, And we're so happy now to confirm, for those of you who have not heard, we said this on our gaming stream yesterday when we finally finished uh, the second of the I guess, happy story paths in Gogo Nippon um, with uh, the other character, Akira. We announced that Keiichi-san is scheduled to join us Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern to help us celebrate Extreme Anime Radio's 20th birthday. So that is a very big piece of news that we're happy to uh, bring to all of you and all of you guys listening on the podcast for the first time market calendars from monday february 1st at 8 p.m eastern for this wonderful occasion you you say that and then i remember holy crap that means january's gone already where'd it go (laughs) yeah uh it did go pretty quickly i guess uh with all the ups and downs that have basically punctuated this month i guess we're ready to uh kind of move on a little bit to february right i was going to say tear off the calendar page and burn it (laughs) um but um but yes we have that going on Uh, also um we're going to debut a giveaway created for us by shinigami liz um, who's our supporter and has also joined us for the recent streams has been, we're so thankful for her support, uh, over the years. And especially now she has created a little prize for extreme anime radio's 20th birthday that we are going to figure out how to give away. So, um, we're going to be showing you guys that, um, on Monday night show. And there may be another surprise or two in store, uh, you'll just have to set your calendars and tune in for that occasion. Sounds intriguing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, continuing on the subject of Japan, Neff, um, mm-hmm. we spoke about, I think, a couple of podcasts ago, the fact that just randomly out of the blue, Studio Ghibli created an official Twitter account. Um, but it's all in Japanese. So we figure, you know, for the many who love Ghibli and don't understand Japanese, what to do? Well, this popped up uh, just recently. Have a look at this. This is now at Ghibli USA on Twitter, the official account of Studio Ghibli North America. But um, do you see a little problem with this? Um, I won't quite say it's the sign of doom, but it's pretty close. Managed by G Kids Films. Ugh. <laughs> Ick. 
And not only that, it doesn't link to the Ghibli website. It links to G-Kids. Now, I understand that um, G-Kids now has the licenses for pretty much all of the um, uh, Ghibli library now. And if it wasn't for them, uh, people like us Americans wouldn't be able to watch them on demand now on HBO Max, which is, I believe, where they... No, Disney Plus or HBO Max? HBO Max, right? HBO Max, I'm pretty sure for you guys. Right, right. So, um, but yeah, this is very peculiar. Uh, You know, uh, if we want to learn the latest about Studio Ghibli, or at least if I want to learn the latest about Studio Ghibli, I kind of would like to hear from Studio Ghibli themselves, not sort of through a middleman. Well... It's that little, you know, thing called licensing. Mm-hmm. And that's why, for example, I'm looking and seeing, okay, where can I see Ghibli films in Canada? And I'm like, <laughs> I think it's probably Netflix, actually. Oh, so then you're all set, if that's true. Yeah, I'm just looking here to make sure. Oops, as I could spell. <laughs> just make sure that they haven't. No, okay. Yeah, it's probably Netflix because I don't see it on um the major streaming service that's Canadian owned, which is Crave. Okay. Which which has a lot of the HBO Max content now in, in their li- in their library. Okay. Because uh, HBO Max doesn't come up here. Right. That's Crave with a C, right? Yeah. Okay, because when I hear Crave, I hear Crave with a K, and that's a very a very hip uh, diner that's uh, you know the neighborhood next over to where I live. So. <laughs> Okay, when I hear Crave with a K, I just think of the rotten cereal by Kellogg's. <laughs> <laughs> Special I mean, Crave. I tried it a couple yeah, yeah, I tried it a couple of times and I'm like, this is just like eating sugar. Oh jeez. <laughs> but um yeah, so I just found that very peculiar among the um the different headlines I've been reading from Japan lately. Um one of the things I read uh, in the Japanese news is that uh the Japanese government is uh, starting to make plans to finally push out the COVID vaccine in their country starting on April 1st. And I'm like, why would they wait so long? Well, probably they were this late in line getting somebody to give them the vaccine because mm-hmm. there are only a few companies that are producing anything. And unless you were first in line with money, it's like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Later, later, later. There's no altruism here when it comes to the vaccine, as Canada is finding out quite rapidly. Oh, what's the latest? Um, for example, Pfizer is trying to short us on deliveries, saying, if you use a thinner needle, you'll get more doses out of what we sent you. Okay, first problem with that. <laughs> That's assuming we have those thinner needles. Yeah, right. And medical supplies right now to get anything is like, (laughs) so when you see games like that being played, you're like, thinner needle sounds kind of like a lame excuse to me. Well, actually, no, it is true. If in fact you take the Pfizer vaccine vial and you insert a thinner needle, you get, I think, two or three more doses per bottle. Really? Yeah. Because there's no waste, right? Hmm. Because with a thicker needle, there'd be more waste product at the at the bottom, essentially. I see. But no, I mean, and then they're and like I said, 
that's one thing. But then they turn around and say, that means we don't have to give you the number of doses we promised you because you're getting them if you use the thinner needles. Mm. Okay. It seems like uh, here in our neck of the woods, uh, our new federal government is purchasing more doses. So that's wonderful news, but I'm I'm wondering if that's going to show up in my uh, tax return in a few years' time. Mm, well, let me put it this way. All this COVID stuff is going to show up on all our tax returns <laughs> in a few years' time. I, I have no doubt about that. Oh, yeah. So um, just get ready to pay it back, whatever you get now. All right. Between the stimulus checks and uh, all the other health benefits and the COVID testing, which is also uh, supposedly free or depending on you know the circumstances, a, a small out-of-pocket ex- expense, yeah, mm-hmm. one way or the other, you get uh, na- you'll get nailed, or in this case, get jabbed. <laughs> and of course, up in Canada, the timeline now for everybody getting uh, a dose of vaccine if they want it has now stretched out further and further. They're now saying they believe September, September to to uh, vaccinate everybody. Yeah, and we're only about thirty eight million people, mind you. So I, I look at that after they had originally said July, n- no August. We're sure it's September. By the time we all get together in February, which is literally a week, less than a week, I'm almost betting they'll say, yeah, that might actually be October or November now. Oh, boy. I know here in the States, uh, the, uh, the new administration is saying uh, – um, that they, I think the language was they hope to have enough vaccinations for people by June. And now then the, then the question is, uh, get people vaccinated after that. Well, yeah, I mean, that that's the next problem. I mean, you can have all the wonderful vaccines in the world, but if people won't take them, uh, you're kind of stuck. Right. They're, uh, they're trying to aim for enough vaccinations so we could get to that immunity phase by around the summertime or whatnot. Well, I'd say the U S government would have a bigger shot only because they have a bigger wallet. Hmm. Uh, they can just pay everybody to jump the queue. (laughs) But speaking of jumping the queue, I don't know if this hit your uh, local newsfeed yet, Hmm. but a couple from Canada, including a CEO of a company. We're in Florida. And they jumped the queue and got vaccinated. Ah. Yeah. Needless to say, the company fired his 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 rear end <laughs> trying to clean this up. <laughs> and, you know, they've been basically told, go home, yeah, go home, you stupid Canadian, go home. <laughs> so it's like, but I'm going, why do people who have money do stupid things like this? I don't get it. Because they have money. That's, that's, that's the bottom line. Money and no brains. There we go. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, true. Yeah, triply true, I guess. Mm. Um, but um, here in New York City, uh, let's see. We're um, Our area is still, and a few other places in New York City are still under a yellow zone. Um, the 
Number of positive cases is starting to drop in some parts of the state um, and here in the city as well. Uh, hospitalizations are going down a little bit, which is good. Uh, so it looks like the peak has passed and everything's going back down again. Um, now, are places in the state and in New York City that had uh, more restrictions, um, which have since been lifted. We just have yellow zones now. And the um, the only thing now is to figure out whether or not restaurants will be able to resume indoor dining because uh, the restaurants, uh, I guess the restaurant union or whatever they, they call it here in New York State has filed a lawsuit against the state government because of uh, the indoor dining remaining off limits for the time being. That's the problem with business. That's all they think about, business. Hmm. They don't think about the effects of business. Right, right. I mean, that's why we're locked down. Our lockdown was extended now until February 11th, mm-hmm. and that's at least – like our numbers are slightly going down, but my area is still like – no, you do not come here unless you want to play, you know, dance with the COVID devil. Mm-hmm. So it's like, ugh. and it's because, and I mean, now they've changed their, their messaging and they're basically saying, look, you're getting together when you shouldn't mm-hmm. stay apart. Right. You know, and some people are listening and some people are going, you know, Bleh. yes. Or and some people are jumping the queue in Florida. Well, yeah, some people are you know getting to Florida and getting their jabs that way. <laughs> so, um, so it looks like our governor is going to decide in a few days what the situation is going to do. Maybe he'll be able to come to a compromise. the The latest possibility I've heard is uh, maybe in New York City, twenty five percent capacity, and maybe in other parts of the state, fifty percent capacity. Which may make sense to a point if they're going to go that route, considering it's more dense here than the rest of the state, pretty much. Mm. You see, that is the problem. New York State is a very tightly knit community. And so, therefore, germs have a much easier time, and viri, have a much easier time of bouncing around. So it's like, yeah, you've really got to watch it. Right. The bigger the population density like us, uh, the worse uh, of a possibility. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but let's see what happens, and maybe maybe I can actually dine out for my 39th birthday in a couple of months. I'm going to turn 39. Let me be honest, JR. <laughs> I have a number birthday coming up next January. If I don't get to dine out on that, on that particular day, I'm going to be pissed. Oh, no. <laughs> well, we just had your birthday uh, the other day, and uh, we celebrated with a stream and a happy birthday song, which actually people heard when we started the the uh, podcast tonight. Uh, a little bit appropriate considering the circumstances, but uh, otherwise, uh, really quickly, before we go to commercial, how was your birthday? It was quiet, but I was refusing to, you know, have to cook, so I basically... Ran out between the two football games, or tried to between the two football games, mm-hmm. and took and got takeout. Unfortunately, the takeout I chose was very, very slow. 
Oh, no. Yeah. So we'll talk about it in the next segment about what I came back to <laughs> when I got home to the Neff Cave. Very well, then. This is the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast. We'll be right back. Extreme Anime Radio is now on Discord. Join our Discord server for the latest news and updates about the Extreme Anime Radio podcast. Support the podcast through Anchor at the $4.99 level or higher and receive exclusive perks, including access to our dedicated Discord supporters channel. You may even get a shout-out from one of the cosplayers of Extreme Anime Radio mascot, Sarah Yoshida, subject to availability. For links to everything XAR, including the Discord server and our homepage on Anchor, please visit our link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Anime Radio. Hey, and just like that, we are back with the Extreme Anime Radio podcast. I am JR, and he's Neff Canuck. Remember that the Extreme Anime Radio podcast is available on Squiggly Line, also known as Anchor, at anchor.fm forward slash anime radio and a variety of podcasting platforms. Just search for the Extreme Anime Radio podcast. If you are listening to us there right now, please join our Twitch account, twitch.tv forward slash extreme anime radio as of January 27th, 2021. We are still on the road to affiliate. We have 43 followers. If we can get to 50 followers, we'll be offered affiliate status. Um, I'm also uh, appreciative to Mika Zelda, one of the Sarah cosplayers, that actually joined us for our stream yesterday, and she gave a little bit of a description of how that affiliate uh, program works with Twitch. So we really appreciate her input with that. Um, and uh, yes, we're only a small number of subscribers away before we hit that big milestone. Maybe we can hit it in the next week. Who knows? But uh, once again, twitch.tv forward slash extreme anime radio, we would really appreciate your support. Okay, Neff. The Bills. <sighs> they started out so promising. Mm -hmm. Now, unfortunately, I was waiting in the drive through while they were so promising. Mm -hmm. By the time I got home with my food, Settled in. Kansas City decided, you know what? We're not going to let these young bucks try and run us over. Mm -hmm. And cue Patrick Mahomes doing Patrick Mahomes things. <laughs> and that's the problem. Because if they had had to run their backup quarterback, Chad Henney, I very much doubt that... KC would have won, but unfortunately, somehow Patrick Mahomes clears concussion protocol. His foot no longer bothers him. Yeah. And he could probably walk on water at that point because, I mean, I'm sorry. He just had everything <laughs> break his way that day. Yeah. Uh, and I and I hate to say it, at least for me, I, I think Mahomes has overcome enough that I think I'm going to root for his team in the, in the big game. Well, you see, now I'm in a dilemma because <laughs> I normally would never root for the team that knocks out my team. Right, right. But when the other side is captained by the 
biggest pain in the Bills posterior for the last umpteen years. <laughs> I have half a mind mm-hmm. to simply find the worst anime I own, the worst anime I could legally stream and watch that instead. You know, it's like if I want to watch garbage, I'll watch this garbage. Thank you very much. I think we spoke about it on one of the earlier streams. Well, what would that be for you? Oh, God. I'm just trying to think of some of the really bad ones. <laughs> uh, Night Hunters or Weiss Cruz, as it's originally known. Mm. Mainly because the premise is insane. The artwork is ugly as sin. Mm-hmm. And if you watch the English dub, I've heard of Mailed In. This is doesn't even qualify as Mailed In. That's how bad the, the acting was. <laughs> it's like, we'll just throw lines in it on a microphone and see how they fit. Hmm. You know, but just so you know that Night Hunters, the whole premise is they're assassins and hitmen that run a flower shop. You can't see me, folks, if you're listening to the podcast later, but I am blinking maniacally trying to process that again in my brain. <laughs> it just it just doesn't process. Hmm. And then the art style, which goes from, hey, this looks pretty good to. Somebody gave a child an Etch-A-Sketch and said, try to recreate the scene. <laughs> and it flips back and forth and it's just like, mm. Now somebody mentions in the chat room, the puppy bowl. <laughs> Unfortunately, in Canada, that's on a channel I don't get. Hallmark? Is it Hallmark? No, I think up here it's on Discovery. Oh, Hallmark has the cat bowl or the kitty bowl that might be what it is okay i thought the puppy bowl was bad enough but there's a kitty bowl and did you hear what the theme song's going to be for this year's kitty bowl (laughs) way to way to walk it back there we go yeah right (laughs) oh jeez. kid and ball on hallmark hallmark says liz yep well, hey, you know, like I said, you know, everybody's got their thing. I mean, the ironic part is that the halftime show is an act that I never even knew existed, except apparently he's local to Toronto. Uh, the guy who sings Blinding Lights, right? Weekend, I think. Weekend. Mm. The weekend, yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I just keep seeing the the ads with him, you know, driving in while everybody's singing that particular song. Right. You know, he gets to the he gets to the, the check-in for security who's singing along and then looks and goes, Oh my god. As you know, the guy drives on through. <laughs> it's just like, okay, yeah, there we go. You're you're known. <laughs> I don't know if that's a halftime show I'd actually pay attention to this year. I'm not sure. You remember mm. we used to do our own uh halftime shows uh when the station ran, right? Yeah, it was always fun to see, okay, how can we counter-program against this? <laughs> because some years, I swear, there were acts that, you know, we we would have very much trouble against. Other, other years, it's like, okay, no, I'd rather watch paint dry than watch this act. <laughs> now, whether or not well, that was the one year where Miss Jackson had her accident, no uh, comment. With Mr. Timberlake. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> I will get. I will give him this. The second time, Timberlake did the halftime show. That was pretty good, I think. Well, again, 
I basically look at these most because I mean the last act I really enjoyed at the halftime show. I got to be honest, it was either the Who or the Rolling Stones. I'm dating myself here, folks, but because I'm like going most of these acts, I'm going. I wouldn't know these acts if I hit them with my car. Like seriously, like I don't know where you get you're getting these people. <laughs> but again, you know, modern music and I have never had American music anyway. I've never had that close relationship mm. unless it was maybe in a Disney, a Disney film. And then maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good old Disney tracks. Mm. But, uh, but are you, uh, are you uh, not ready then at this point to make a uh, prediction for uh, the following Sunday? Well, don't forget this Sunday is the Pro Bowl, mm-hmm. which of course due to, that virus I refuse to name has been now changed to a Madden 21 tournament. <sighs> to which I would reply, why? <laughs> why? Exactly. Why? Trademark Nancy <laughs> Kerrigan. Why? Oh. <laughs> oh, I stepped on a landmine. Boom. <laughs> Wow. Oh, JR's giving me the evil eye now, folks. <laughs> well, my family has grown up uh, watching figure skating thanks to my sister, so that's why I gave you that uh, you, reaction. <laughs> you had a bit more visceral reaction than most folks would when I would yeah, go there. Mm. Yeah. How about uh, the reaction uh, from uh, Japanese train companies lately? The two big news... Um, that came out of uh, Japan. One is the discontinuation of another overnight train. Um, I think I've brought this up uh, in some of the previous shows, podcasts, request shows about um, taking trains in Japan and methods of transportation. And uh, very few overnight trains are left. uh, And this was one of them. And they've decided to abolish it. Um, I believe uh, the circumstances are a combination of low ridership due to COVID and the fact that the trains are getting too old for that uh, particular trip. Mm. Well, you see, that's the problem, especially once the equipment starts aging out. You're like, okay, do we invest in replacement equipment, given that we have lower numbers, Mm -hmm. which may or may not ever bounce back? We don't know. So it's, you know, one of those money things. I mean, I'm sure the overnight train has its fans, but, you know, unfortunately, the railways in Japan are run like a business because they are a business. Right. Um, So now it's just uh, really one scheduled uh, service that runs every day. And um, opinions are that it'll be around for at least a few more years. Uh, The Sunrise uh, trains that go from Tokyo out... uh, past Osaka and Kyoto to like Western Japan. So one goes up to like the Northern coast, the sea of Japan. The other one goes to Shikoku and no, we are not going to ride that train and go sad train song on it. <laughs> I wondered when someone would make that reference. I really did. Yes. But then the other wacky thing uh, that was in the news about trains um, and these are goes into the book of uh, train nerds, like me, I guess. Um, 
There's a train line, uh, I think, around Tokyo or Yokohama run by e- uh, J.R. East. Um, they had to bring back into service an old train that they retired originally um, in favor of the new train sets. But um, I guess for some reason or another, they had to um, bring the old train back into service to meet the demand of the line for the day. So they did that. And apparently um, word got around to the um, Denshao Toko, which is a nice way of saying train nerds. Denshao Toko, Denshao Taku, if you want to say it that way. Um, So a couple of them get onto the platform uh, and they stand at the end of the platform. You know, they get get their uh, cameras out, their video recorders out and their phones out so that they can um, get the sight of this train that has been returned from um, uh, back into service. And no, J.R. East is not a relative of J.R. Horse. Those are totally different J.R.'s. (laughs) Somebody, Beta, wrote that in the chat. So these guys are on the edge of the platform. They're taking the pictures and the um, the video. Um, and um, the train pulls into the station. Now, on most Japanese trains, you have the train operator at the front, and the conductor who opens and closes the doors is at the back. So the, um, the train pulls in, the conductor opens the doors, and he looks over and he sees those people taking pictures of the train. So he gets in, he closes the doors, and as the train starts to pull away, he gives him a certain fingered salute as the train pulls away. The your number one salute, JR. Yes. Uh, okay, that, that conductor is conducting themselves very badly. Yes. <laughs> So, uh, of course, wind uh, gets around that uh, that happened, and uh, JR had to put out an official press statement. Uh, we deeply apologize for the offenses this caused our customers. We're taking this infraction very seriously, and we will be strictly educating the employee on the proper course of action to take. Okay, that is so corporate speak, but I'm trying to figure out what they actually mean aside from, you know, either firing him <laughs> or putting him on a, on a train line, which is the equivalent of, you know, podunk middle of nowhere. <laughs> I know what he could do, I guess, and that leads me into another bit of Japanese news. Um, uh, Japanese government is formally making plans now to remove... The country's remaining payphones. That interesting. And we're all like, when was the last time we used to pay phone? Okay. To be fair, that is true. I'm trying to think myself and I'm going. Couldn't tell you. <laughs> I mean, I know where there is was a payphone. I don't know if it's still there mm-hmm. across the road from our office. Right. But um I don't even know if that's still there anymore at this point. Hmm. Uh, and also, to be fair, my first trip in Japan, 2004, um, cell phones, mobile phones weren't uh, as big as they are now, almost 20 years after, the, after that uh, trip. 
Um, and when I went in 2004, the way I got in touch with people I was meeting up with and back home was to go to a payphone. Now, granted, I went to the payphone, and if I wanted to call overseas, I had my little IDT card on me. You remember that, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> so I'd call IDT, and I wouldn't have to put anything into the uh, any coins into the payphone. But uh, that uh, that was the way I did it. And then uh, as the years went by and uh, cell phones became more ubiquitous, I went uh, that route. Uh, I, I rented a cell phone uh, the next two trips, I believe. Um, and then the last time I was there a few years ago, I did the same thing that you did, Neff, when uh, you and I met up. You uh, got the, uh, the pocket Wi-Fi. Yeah. And I still remember because that, that that was a challenge to keep the darn thing charged because I keep I kept forgetting that, you know, for example, if I lived in my hotel room, if I shut down the power, all the electrical outlets went out to save electricity. So it's like, oh, I have to keep, you know, keep forcing it to stay alive to charge things. Yeah. Then there was that 730 a.m. wake up call that one time in Japan. Remind I was me? sound asleep, 7.30 a.m. in Japan. A co-worker was calling, demanding help with, 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 a, with something. <laughs> While I'm in Japan, and with the time difference, it worked out to 7.30 in the morning. Oh, no. Let's just say I kept my temper barely because, A, I'm in a hotel room, and, B, this person made sure I got paid every week. So it's like, okay, don't lose your cool. Whatever you do, don't lose your cool. <laughs> and it's too early in the morning. Call me back in an hour. <clears throat> oh. oh, boy. So that's that's my that's my phone phone story, and that was using at the time VoIP. Oh, so I was so it was literal. It was literally like it was my home phone number. Essentially, come to Japan. <laughs> nice. Well, I'm still making plans uh, in the back of my head uh, about what I want to do if I go back to Japan. Maybe it'll happen at the end of this year. Maybe it'll happen early next year. But at some point, I'm going to go back. Um, I have ideas and a thought in my head. And uh, I just have to now put them on a piece of paper, which is the hardest thing to do. Because then you put it on a piece of paper and like, no, I don't want to do it this way. And uh, I have to do one trip, one trip that I take in Japan before I pass on. I just have to have like a, a clean slate and I just land in Japan and I'm like, okay, I'm here at the airport. I have two weeks. What am I going to do? Let's, let's uh, do a little, uh, you know, draw cities in a piece of paper, put them in a bag, pull them out. Okay. This is where I'm going. Well, that would definitely be, di that would definitely be different in terms of traveling around Japan and you'd be more than capable of doing it. Mm. I'm a little less adventurous than that. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I, I think I'm, uh, I think I'm pushing it a little bit, but, uh, I think, uh, yes, if I go around the winter time, I think something that's going to call to me is uh, Southern Japan. I've never been to Kyushu and I haven't been to a lot of Shikoku before, uh, now if it was like the springtime or a little bit after that, maybe I would look into going into Hokkaido. Um, although again, Hokkaido in the winter time, interesting. Now they do make the trains run 
because they have the equipment to make the trains run with all the snow plows and everything. But uh, uh, hmm. yeah, that's a, that, that's another head scratcher, I think. Something to plan for, perhaps. Mm. We um, just have to see how things go. Yes. Um, so beta. Um, Regarding the retired train, was the train the EVA train? No, there is no EVA train on JR East. I think the EVA train you're talking about, Flax, is the bullet train, which has since been turned from the EVA train into the Hello Kitty train. So that's two different universes right there. Okay, and now I'm getting this mental image of Hello Kitty, get in the robot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, no, to answer um, Beta's question... Um, I would like to maybe travel through some more unconventional routes that I haven't taken before. Um, definitely on my radar are, um, Kanazawa in, uh, kind of like the northern part of Japan between Tokyo and Kyoto. And also in the middle of the Japanese Alps, there is a city called Matsumoto, um, and uh, in Matsumoto, there is um, one of Japan's three, the so-called three famous castles, Matsumoto Castle there. Um, Kanazawa, on the other hand, has one of the three so-called three famous Japanese gardens. So it's a bit of a trade-off there to figure out which one I'm going to choose. <laughs> mm. well, I think the time of year you go might influence that. Oh, wait a minute. Apparently, Beta's question wasn't directed to me. It was directed to the fool in the closet. Okay. Um, oh, God. I'll only speak for him to say every maid cafe in all of Japan better be on high alert if he manages to get in the country. Oh, yeah. We'll have to make arrangements for that, though, won't we? <laughs> I, I was I was going to say, I don't know how he's going to slip past security. In Narita, but he will. <laughs> and if he does, every maid cafe, yeah, watch out because he's coming. Um, as long as I love to talk more, obviously, uh, we've come to the end of the podcast. I do have uh, something to show everybody uh, before we officially sign off and go into our post game, which is going to be Quip Blash or. Fibbage. Which one did we say? See, do we feel like lying or saying outrageous things? Well, I guess we could try both. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gee, welcome to my job. (laughs) (laughs) But um, if anybody wants to participate, um, we are going to ask you only the... um, those that we trust who are part of our Discord server to join in. Because the last time we did a Jackbox stream, we had the little troll-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la. Yeah, we all got Rick rolled is what we call this. Basically. So we're going to be in touch um, on Discord. If anybody wants to join us in Discord, just let me know and I will voice you so you can be a part of the video chat. But now, uh, before we get to closing the show and all that for those of you watching on twitch right now we have the debut of brand new sari Yoshida artwork by stellar art um star lanosa who uh, we commissioned for this artwork of sari Yoshida. she did um sari Yoshida artwork as uh, sarah as dorothy dancing in the wizard of oz and sarah choosing out christmas trees 
So now we present this to you. And this is uh, Stellar Arts' newest Sarah Yoshida Art Commission, uh, which is very, very beautiful. Um, now, uh, I know Neff has already guessed uh, and a few others, but uh, anybody else in Twitch chat have an idea of the setting for this art? Take a look at this uh, image with the carousel and what Sarah's wearing. And the reminder that a spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down. The medicine go down, the medicine go down. <laughs> no, it is not Toshimayan, soon to be the Harry Potter theme park. <laughs> when we found that out yesterday, when we f finished that game, uh, we were like, oh, great. Now, now Ak Akira is going to yell at Expective Patronum and Ralph will, will disappear. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, but she's going to yell, expecting Patronus jerk, which mean, which God only knows what happened at that point. So uh, this is Mary Poppins. So you can see that uh, she's dressed as Mary Poppins. Here is a close-up uh, of the artwork uh, with uh, Sarah's likeness there in the Mary Poppins outfit. Uh, so we do appreciate uh, Star Linoza's efforts with this art. We will be sharing this art uh later tonight or tomorrow on our social media outlets. And uh, with that, Neff, the closing commentary with the squiggly line of doom. If you have any questions, concerns, compliments, or complaints about this podcast or anything you see, please drop us a line at extremeanimeradio at gmail.com. You can follow along, anchor.fm forward slash anime radio uh, for our podcasts. Uh, for links to our social media page, linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash anime radio. There you'll find links to our Facebook page, our Instagram account, our Twitter account, and Extreme Mountain Radio link on Discord. So those are all the links right there. And uh, once again, our next show, uh, the next podcast will definitely be uh, Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern. That will be the Extreme Anime Radio 20th birthday show where we'll have some things on the agenda, but it's basically to blab and catch up with Keiichi-san and maybe uh, some others um, from the history of Extreme Anime Radio will join us as well uh, through Twitch or through Discord or, th or through something. So uh, be sure to join us. Uh, we'll have that uh, We'll have uh, the giveaway from Liz and a few other surprises. So, uh, Neff, definitely something to look forward to. I was going to say, if your Mondays normally suck, this Monday, February 1st, will not suck. I guarantee it. <laughs> so please join us for that. And if we schedule any other uh, game streams in the interim, we'll be sure to give you a heads up through our social media outlets. Okay, those of you watching on Twitch, we will be back in a few minutes to play Jackbox. In the meantime, this has been the Extreme Anime Radio podcast for January 27th, our last podcast for January. January, expect his Patronum. For Neff, I'm JR. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And remember, keep on looking out for the Extreme Anime Radio podcast and our Twitch stream, and we'll see you next time.